Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. Days before the coronavirus variant Omicron became known in November, AJMC hosted a discussion with a payer and a primary care provider to look back at how they worked with each other in 2020 and 2021 and what steps they took as COVID-19 plunged healthcare into crisis. Our talk with Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina and Newton Family Physicians gets into value-based care, independent care practices, the healthcare workforce, health equity, and the role of Medicaid. Allison and Saro, Managing Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. We're here to have a conversation about the impact of COVID-19 on primary care, and we thought we'd bring together a payer and a provider, so we turned to one state as an example, North Carolina. Today I'm joined by Dr. Tunde Sotunde, the President and CEO of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, and Dr. Alan Story, a family medicine physician in Newton, North Carolina. Blue Cross North Carolina is the state's largest insurer, providing coverage to more than 3.7 million members across all 100 counties. Dr. Sotunde completed medical school in Nigeria and then his pediatrics residency at Howard University, followed by his executive MBA at the University of Memphis. Before joining Blue Cross, Dr. Sotunde was president of Anthem's Medicaid business. Dr. Story is board certified in family medicine and practices in the same North Carolina County where he grew up, and he has been with Newton Family Physicians since 1999. He received his medical degree from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, and he is particularly focused on disease prevention and well care. And he treats people at all stages of life with the exception of obstetrics. Did I get that right, gentlemen? You did. Thanks for having us. Well, thank you for, for coming here. We thought this would be a little mini series about the impact of COVID-19 on primary care. So to start out, can you both tell me how COVID-19 has impacted primary care and also how has the pandemic uh, changed primary care since uh, everything began more than 20 months ago? Dr. Story, let's start with you. You know, before the pandemic, We have been at this for a while, and and we sort of had our routines down pat, schedule patients, see patients, do this, do that. And then when the pandemic came, uh, it it just changed everything. Uh, We were nervous. Our patients were nervous. Um, We had never dealt with anything like this before. And so not only were our patients afraid to come to our office because, well, who's at doctor's offices, uh, sick folks, uh, but, but we were nervous too. Um, we were not prepared. We didn't have enough protective equipment. We kept a small supply on hand, but, uh, but, but not for the magnitude that we needed to deal with the pandemic. This was just for the occasional patient that may have a, a contagious infectious disease, uh, but, but not for, for COVID. And so when the pandemic really went into full swing and the shutdown started happening, our our patient volumes dropped off dramatically. They were afraid to come. We were nervous about them coming. We knew we needed to roll up our sleeves and be ready to help and do whatever we needed to do. 
uh, but, but it was a very frightening time uh, for, for them and us. Dr. Sotunde? Yeah, you know, I, I would say that uh, a couple of things. One is, um, you know, this pandemic really shone a light on the structural flaws that exist in our traditional fee-for-service reimbursement system, where traditionally we've reimbursed providers for the volume of services they provide as opposed to the value and outcomes that we all desire from the care that we receive. Many of us, including myself, used to often say, if you pay for volume, more likely you get more volume. If you pay for value and outcomes, then maybe you stand a better chance of getting more value for a healthcare dollar and better outcomes. What many of us did not comprehend though, was the flip side of the coin, which Alan kind of referenced, what happens when that volume drops? And that's exactly what happened last year at the peak of the pandemic, where many provider practices, many provider practices across the state experienced a significant drop in patient volume. In fact, there was a, a, a survey that was conducted by the um, Academy of Family Physicians and the uh, Pediatric Medical Society here in North Carolina, where they surveyed over 500 practices. I think it was the April to June timeframe. And believe it or not, two thirds of those practices said they had experienced a 40% drop in patient volume. Not only that, nine out of 10 said they were facing significant financial hardship. And one out of 10 indicated that if things didn't turn around in weeks, not even months, that they probably would have to close their doors permanently. So I think it's fair to say that what we've observed in the last 12 months, it's an increasing appetite across the industry, payers and providers of care to transition to value-based reimbursement methodologies or approaches as opposed to the traditional fee-for-service system so that we don't find ourselves in this place ever again. So that's one. Two is telehealth. I think it's fair to say that telehealth is here to stay. We at Blue Cross of North Carolina have covered telehealth services for close to 20 years. But guess what? The adoption was minimal, if not next to none, for many reasons. Fast forward to the pandemic, we actually saw a 7,500%, 7,500% increase in telehealth services during the period of the pandemic. When at a time, and I know Alan knows this probably better than most, accessing tele, uh, care through telehealth, whether it was primary care or behavioral health, mental health services, was the only avenue to access routine or non-emergent care. So telehealth is here to stay. We just need to figure out a sustainable model moving forward. The other thing that I would also add is health equity. I think health, we've known about health equity or lack thereof, at least in, in healthcare for many years, for decades probably. But we all observed, and much to our surprise, during the peak of the pandemic last year, how COVID was disproportionately affecting our marginalized, underserved, our racially and ethnically diverse communities. 
And I think it's fair to say that now health equity is probably one of the top strategic priorities for all of us across the industry. So I think it's fair to say that it's really changed. The pandemic has really changed the way we think and the way we approach how we really drive towards improving the health and well-being, not just of the people we serve, but the communities at large. For all of us at HAMC, thanks for listening. You'll find links to all eight interviews in the show notes, including segments on the state's Medicaid changes, social determinants of health, and workforce issues. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, and please follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter.